0: Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and, and non-binary, non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast.
1: Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montelongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. Oh my god! I think I got that burp right at the beginning. It was Hello, a weak everyone. ass burp. Okay, no, try again. Hold
0: on. Oh, uh, he's going for it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Ooh, that was spicy. Impressive.
1: No, it usually it comes from like the heart, and this one just like came from my esophagus yeah yeah you know like when you sing you're supposed to sing from your diaphragm and not your throat because then you sound terrible yes yeah like that was for my throat not for my diaphragm so i felt like i disappointed everybody and i'm really sorry
0: i thought it was great i'm in the bottom but also i'm not versed in burping so
1: oh bitch i fucking love burping (laughs) it is one of my favorite hobbies my best friend for like two years kept a track of every single time i burped in her face
0: Please don't ever burp in my face. I
1: won't, because it smells like shit. Thank like, you. It'll d- uh, did you read my famous tweet from two days ago? No. <laughs> I said, dude, I burped and it smelled like SpaghettiOs. I haven't had SpaghettiOs since I was six years old.
0: Oh, I th- that w- I saw that today. That's so weird. I thought it was today. So... It's algorithm. My apology. And then it
1: has that girl that Ellen dressed up as Nicki Minaj after Cardi B threw a shoe at her, and that little girl looks so mad. Yes. And I'm very mad at, at Ellen DeGeneres for thinking that that was a costume.
0: That's fair. Also, that was a perfect picture to go along with <laughs> the the text. Text picture matched perfectly. I enjoyed it. Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so to a Couldn't a podcast where we talk about burps and Reno's Elena number generous. two
1: Sex in the City podcast.
0: Stop it. <laughs> Everyone's like searching for like any other podcast in Reno that does Sex in the City. Spoilers, there's zero
1: that we know of there's zero <laughs> <laughs> what if we start this campaign to ask other people who are not immediately in our circle to ask who runs a sex and the city podcast based out of Reno I love it so that we can then see who is who and if not I can keep you now you're oh my God. <laughs> I kept it all in my throat they're gonna promote us because they're gonna be like, Oh, page J D, Page and J D, Page and I D. I couldn't help a podcast, I couldn't help a podcast. And then it's gonna happen. It's gonna be so cool. And then
0: we're gonna bump it up to number one.
1: Of the Reno charts. <laughs> of the Reno charts. We'll finally be number one of the Sex of the City Reno podcast. Oh my
0: gosh. I love it. So Joe, how have you been in the last week?
1: Oh my gosh, let me tell you, I'm equal parts learning. And I'm equal parts having fun. And the parts of me that are having fun, I'm like, I cannot believe that I get to lead the life that I do. I get to meet incredible people. I get to experience so many different things that I don't think people are allowed to. Yesterday, I was having dinner with my siblings and my boyfriend. And we were in the Harris. and we walked by a sign. And it was for the utility players. their uh, family reunion show. Mm-hmm. And then I take a picture. And then I was like, I worked with these people for 10 years. Like, my freshman year... I started interning with these people. I started interning with an improv comedy troupe Mm -hmm. that is now hosting their show out of Sammy's showroom.
0: Which is awesome.
1: Which famous people perform at. Yeah. What? A lot of people, that's not everybody's experience.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: And then I'm also equal parts just like, oh boy, (laughs)
0: let's
1: (laughs) let's figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. There's family stuff going on that's very exciting. There's work stuff that's going on that's not very exciting. Hmm. And then there's just, like, other things going on in the world. that I was like, dude, I don't know if I signed up for this trip. Fair. I didn't read the terms and agreements of this, and life is putting me through it.
0: <laughs> Nobody but, reads the terms and conditions. It's okay. But,
1: but it's, like, a good balance of, like, I'm super, super extra excited for everything that's going on, and then I'm super, super anti-not excited For what's going on. So it's just trying to find a balance and trying to recognize it.
0: I love it. How's you? Um, So I have spent uh, the better part of 14 days in a lot of pain. (gasps) So um, as you know from last week, I got an IUD in. Um, It can cramp for up to three weeks. And during... Day seven or eight, I was starting to get a little concerned and kind of reached out to Facebook and I was like, hey, anybody who's gotten an IUD, please PM me with your experiences, your story and let me know. And I have to say, people came out of the woodwork, like people that I went to high school with and haven't spoken to since, people that I do talk to but like haven't mentioned that they had an IUD, like all sorts, all kinds of people came and told me their story. And I have to say, I'm loving this woman supporting women. Like, it's like we're all drunk in a bathroom together. Oh my God. It's so great.
1: That's what heaven looks like.
0: That, I mean, it was really, it really made me feel really good about society in general, that so many people who barely knew me came to my aid and like talked to me And I learned through a lot of these people that getting the IUD in is a lot easier when um, you are, when you've already had a child. Because your uterus is already like, oh yeah, I've housed shit before, you're totally fine. Because I haven't had a child yet, that's why I'm still cramping with the IUD. And that makes me feel better, because they have to warn you, like literally right before they put it in. They're like, by the way this could puncture your uterus. And so that's why I was, like, completely... I almost went full clueless. I'm like, I was totally bugging.
1: (laughs) That would have been the absolute perfect time and everyone would have forgiven you for it.
0: I was, though. I was totally bugging. I was like, I don't know why I'm still in so much pain and I'm worried that the sharp pains are because it's currently, like, going to just, like, come out of my uterus, like, alien style. And I was super super concerned that everybody is like totally you're fine everything is totally fine. Um, I'm going back in for a checkup at the end of next month to make sure that everything is cool. But now that I know that there can be up to three weeks, I feel a little bit better about it. And also, I'm on my period, so maybe I'm just like it's just it's just oh, double timing, And yeah. And that's, so oh, yeah, fuck. but it is not, and I've. I've this is TMI time, so anybody can, like, skip ahead 15 seconds if they don't want to hear this. That's always
1: the way everyone says to skip ahead. That's so weird. Sorry.
0: Like, and now have ruined the time. I know. I mean, if you want to. Start over. <laughs> Sorry. Let's start. Oh, uh, no. now. Um, it's the type of cramping. It's not period cramping. It's the type of cramping that you experience right before you're about to shit yourself. <laughs> and it's not pleasant. And it's not fun. And it's... I wish it was... It felt... Like, normal period cramps, that'd be great. But it's not. It's scary. It's scary every time, and it's, like, coming in waves now. And so I'm like, oh, dear God. I have to leave. I have to leave the room. I have to leave the room right now. Like, earlier, I had to leave the room in the middle of your story, and I felt terrible about it. Because you were super into it, and I was like, I want to hear the end of this story, but also, I have to leave. I have to leave right now.
1: That's fine. I don't know what my story was about. It's okay. I can not remember, so it wasn't that good. (laughs) But it was awful.
0: So anyway, that's what I have been dealing with. Um, But it's gonna be okay.
1: I'm sorry that your body's xenophobic.
0: My body's just angry. Like, at everything at all times.
1: Your body is a perfect metaphor for the United States of America.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) That's exactly what it feels like. We don't allow any foreign objects. (laughs) it's so terrible but anyways let's get into this episode because it actually has good themes and amazingness and i feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about
1: yeah it was so exciting we we're watching this episode and then i was like page i think this is a good episode page like this episode's actually good
0: <laughs> it, and wow. it is and they you know what i feel like for the first time in a long time they do the best that they can with the subject matter Yes. They don't mishandle it the way that they normally do.
1: It's not subject matter with, or it's not presented in a way that, like, I'm so sorry. I'm now
0: you're on a burping trail. I'm so sorry. This was my fault, America. And this is
1: so disgusting. Because the people who are like, oh, a burp. Because I know the burps can be disgusting for some people.
0: At least it's not like a Smell-O-Vision episode or anything.
1: Can you imagine? Let's do it. Oh
0: my gosh. No, because then they would be like smelling my gas because, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, the show wasn't presented like on a soapbox. It presented right. the complex it was honest. themes. They had people on multiple sides of whatever the issue was. Mm-hmm. And it presented it really, really beautifully. And it opened up the conversation. There was still some more conversation to be had. Yes. But I will not judge it for that.
0: Yeah. For in the 20 minutes, they did what they could. And it I feel. being
1: Sex in the City, where nothing is nuanced and everything's very much like a, this is the way things are. Mm hmm. Look at us. This show did it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: took me for a trip. Yes. It was gorgeous. It
0: was great. So this was season four, episode 11. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. The synopsis is. Miranda becomes pregnant, while Charlotte doesn't, no matter how hard she tries. The actress Lucy Liu and Samantha do lunch. Later, Charlotte and Miranda have a falling out. Which is completely out of order and wacky. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, that's all
1: weird. I like the one that's on HBO.
0: So, yeah, read off the one that is actually on HBO. I can't see that far. Me neither. It says,
1: Samantha's <laughs> obsession with accessories causes friction with an A-list client. It's Lucy Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Carrie allows herself to take some grown-ass steps. Grown-up. <laughs> 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 okay, scratch that. Carrie allows herself to take some, some grown-up up steps. steps with yeah. Eden. Charlotte and Trey discover the real reason behind their infertility. And Miranda is confronted by some life-altering news. Yeah, that's One, a little better. I cannot see that far, so that's a goddamn miracle. Hell yeah. Right. Two, I always think that I sound fine until I listen to myself talking and then I recognize how nasally I am. Mm. But it doesn't make sense because I don't even talk from my nose. I know what that means. I don't talk from my nose. So the fact that I sound so fucking nasally and I don't talk from my nose pisses me the fuck off. This is what my voice sounds like. This is stupid.
0: I mean, I, I, there was a tweet that I did like a few weeks ago, but I was dead serious. Like I was out here getting ready for work and Ryan was in his room listening to a podcast, like fairly loudly that I could hear it through the door. I couldn't hear exactly what was being said, but I could hear the two different, Uh, voices Mm -hmm. and I was like okay like it's male female and I why is he listening to this that female's voice is so annoying it is so like whiny and like upset at the world like who would listen to that it was this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh my god who let me out of the house
1: I, I hate it I need vocal lessons I need to not be tone deaf. I need to be able to listen to what I sound like, because this is garbage. And then people actually have conversations with me. This is so dumb. I, yeah, I can't believe it. I am so it. sorry that I put you guys through this. Why didn't we Thanks. decide to
0: have a podcast? I, you know, what's really funny is that the only thing that I changed from, like, the start, because I listened to our very first episode the other day, just, like, as a refresher, and I was like, oh my gosh... I sound so drunk, I need to enunciate so much more. And I have been better at that, Mm -hmm. but also I still sound like someone just took my favorite toy and I'm five. And I don't understand how this happened, but like in my head, and I'm sure that everyone else hears it differently, Yeah. but when I'm listening to the podcast, I just sound like this and everything's just like whatever you know and that's literally what i hear in my head when i'm listening
1: let's do one episode where we take what we think we sound like and just exaggerate the fuck out of it
0: are you just gonna be like listen listen <laughs>
1: hi <laughs> <laughs> i can help a podcast reno's number three six city podcast i'm joe dina I am for Perfect. I'm so...
0: In- <laughs> ah, no one's gonna listen, but it's gonna be endlessly entertaining for us, so it's gonna be great.
1: My voice is a mixture of, like, a Fran Drescher nasal speak, mm-hmm. and then a gaze vocal fry, but neither one okay. of them is done so, like, is done well enough to, like, okay, this is... <laughs> you're doing this on purpose. It just sounds terrible.
0: I, that's my favorite nanny episode, is where she, like, eats something spicy, and she goes, oh my
1: god, this stuff really clears your sinuses. <laughs> i like, that's beautiful, oh my that's god. So great. <laughs> I, because you were talking about enunciating, I can't enunciate. I am trilingual, and I can't speak any language proper, because I speak <laughs> way too fast, mostly because I feel like I'm taking people's, taking up people's time. Mm. So then it's just something that I need to overcome. But I was sitting down with Challen and I was Google mapsing the neighborhood that I grew up in in Mexico. Aww. Like when I would go visit and yeah. live there for a couple months. Um and then I was like, this is so cool, this is so cool. And I was trying to explain to him, but then I got so stuck in the Mexican mentality, mm. I forgot how to speak English. Oh my god! I was trying to describe a neighborhood and I was like, it's like that thing, like it's like it's like a small community, but like all the houses that are like all <laughs> around. And it's like, like cold a second, like, no, like 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 that's a physical thing, but like it's like a borough, but like for it's, houses as opposed to like a section of a city. It's like
0: where the houses live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was so dumb. I was trying to describe a fair. Because mm. there's um, a giant park where they house like a, a summer fair and then a winter fair. And it's so super gorgeous. Cute. And I was like, it's like, it's like an amusement park. But smaller. No, it's like, okay, you it's know like when you go to the rodeo? Street. What's the part of the rodeo that's not the rodeo? And he was like, a carnival. the event center? <laughs> I was
0: like, no, no, no. It's like... I love it. I could just see Challen being like, you know the place where you can pick up the little baby chickens? That's what That place? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is so dumb. And every single time you get me talking about... This has this only happened about that. About, like, Mexican things. I will forget what English words are. And normally, like, in my process, I think that I... I've never considered it. Someone asked me, like, do you think in English or in Spanish? And I think that I think in English, but I don't think in language. I think in visuals. Mm -hmm. And I just connect together, which is super cool that I had to learn about myself. And then when I was talking about Mexico, I was thinking in Spanish. Absolutely. So then when I wanted to say it in English, I couldn't think of the language. No. And I was like, what an awesome problem to have. Yes. This is so cool. Also, why the fuck did I not remember how to say neighborhood in English?
0: <laughs> I, I had that when I was learning Spanish, like when I was actually at that point where, you know, I was taking 101 for the fourth time and it was finally sticking a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was, and my job was in a seafood buffet where I was literally the only one whose English was my first language. I say that not grammatically correct at all. (laughs) Um, And so I was surrounded by people speaking the language, and I was trying to learn the language. And I got to the point where I was thinking in Spanish. Yes. And there were words in English that I had to seriously go, wait a second, hold on, what is that word? Because you get to the point in learning Spanish where you learn words that are not easily trans transferable. I can't even speak anymore <laughs> yeah, in any see? language, but like they don't they don't immediately translate into English.
1: Yes, which is also a problem that I have talking about Mexican things because I know mm-hmm. exactly what the word is in Spanish, but I'm like but it doesn't
0: translate well right.
1: often. Yeah. And that's usually my problem. That's fine. But then knowing what a fucking fair and a goddamn neighborhood are, there were more options, or more things, but those right. are the two that I remember. I was like, how, what, how, why? Yeah, why does that Yeah, you're like,
0: what is my thing? Like, there's
1: nuance in language, and then just being a dumb asshole. But they say that you're, you're really good at, in a different language once you start thinking in that language, as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, thinking in your native tongue and then having to translate.
0: Yes. And that's
1: totally And that's fair. how I know I can't speak either language, because I don't fucking think in a goddamn language. I think in hieroglyphics. Sounds fair. How did so we get here? We're, We're talking about my nose. <laughs> I don't like you. But if, okay. Okay. All right. What if I talk like this? Do I sound less nasally? I don't know. We'll have to listen later. I'm not going to listen to it. No, I can't you're
0: do not, it. You can't listen. You don't listen?
1: I do sometimes and I do, it depends where my podcast schedule is. If I'm like ahead of the game and I only have like three in my playlist for the day, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, I'll listen to ours. But then if I'm like 16 behind like I was today, then I was mm. like, I'm so sorry. I don't have time. <laughs> I love I'm it. so sorry, me. I don't have time to listen to me. I'm
0: so sorry, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Okay, who should we start with? I feel Let's like maybe Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, Samantha. Samantha. I'm
1: Samantha. I'm Samantha. Oh, I have sex with everyone. Samantha, Samantha had a potential to have such a good plot line, and then they dumped her down because everybody else got too good of a plot line. Every,
0: yeah, everybody else had a whole lot of heavy shit happening, and so I feel like they had to make it light with Samantha, and they couldn't make it about sex. Right. So it had to make it about fashion. So she's lusting after a Birkin bag.
1: I should think of the mom from Elwoods, or from Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how about a nice Birkin bag? Yeah. And she oh, just okay. gets a weird level when Elle's like, I want to go yeah. to college. Or I want to go to Harvard. And they're like, they're like, how about you don't? How about, no about not? How about a nice Birkin bag? And it is so fucking funny. This is terrible.
0: So she... Is starting to do business with Lucy Liu, of all people.
1: Lucy Liu showed up.
0: You know, here's the thing. Back in this at this time period, getting on this show was a big deal. And so I don't blame Lucy Liu. I feel like if Lucy Liu could go back in time,
1: she would not be on this show. I think she, I think she still would. Yeah? Because I think it's still, like, a great guest star role to have. Mm. And I don't mean any disrespect to Lucy Lou. I love Lucy Lou. I want... More things for Lucy Liu.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that this particular like this didn't need to be Lucy Liu, and I think that she would have been like, ah, uh, listen, can we give me a little bit more to do in this episode, as opposed to because she was underutilized.
1: I mean, g- Lucy Lou has is always. always underutilized.
0: Yeah, except for set it up, she was great. oh
1: I did it oh you have to watch set it up it's so cute I did it I don't know because it was in my list it was in my queue Mm. (laughs) but the second that something I want to do is in the zeitgeist it moves down in my list fair enough and it's not active it's not me trying to say like ooh everyone's talking about it I want to be alt. it just starts going down I was like oh, well, it's getting all this hype and cool. I'm going to go do like this other thing real quick and then I'll come back to this. Because mm. I don't want to join it when it's in the middle of everything because then great. the conversations are too much.
0: Well, it's over now. The hype is over. Yes, so, so, I probably go, should. so go back to it because it's great. I think it is one of the best romantic comedies because it encompasses everything and without pandering. That's what everybody's saying. Yeah, it was, I, I thought it was fantastic. And I love... That's
1: me. Who's in it? Um it's Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Jay Diggs. Whew. That girl yeah. who can do weird things with her ears. Sure. And then that dude. And then that white dude. His
0: Who's interchangeable, I'm not gonna lie. Greg
1: Powell, Gavin Powell, no. He I'm looking. was in Scream Queens. And he fucking killed it in Scream Queens. And then it was also, I believe, Glenn. Glenn Powell. Got it. It's like literally, I just, as I pulled it up too, I was
0: like, Zoe Deutsch, I think is how to say yes. her last name. Uh, Glenn Powell, Lucy Liu, Tay Diggs. Um, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Pete Davidson, which I had no idea who Pete Davidson was when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then like when I moved in with Ryan and we started watching SNL together, I was like, hey, so that dude from Set It Up. I'm te- that I'm, is so fucking i know, funny. i'm an asshole <laughs> no
1: that's absolutely fair
0: um and joan smalls who is um glenn powell's girlfriend in it and she's like this vapid she's that's so mean it's perfect though she plays it perfectly
1: but like she the actress is aware of how she's playing it absolutely oh that makes it incredible
0: no she was fantastic in it like it was great i loved it is
1: it like ari gainer in nick and Nora's infinite Playlist?
0: I have not actually seen that.
1: I think that's right up. What's the fucking expression? My alley? Your alley. I was still in Mexico (laughs) mode. I think it's right up your alley. I think it encompasses all the traits that you like about those like kind of movies. Well, I'm sure that uh, Ryan has it. So I will put it on my list. Ari Gaynor is so fucking funny. (laughs) And she's playing the like dumb girl, but she's also like drunk and ditzy. Hmm. But she knows exactly what the fuck she's doing and she kills it. And like there are certain times where she like improved as a drunk person. Yes. And stole the scene. And it is and, and never in a way like are I doing way. great. Mm-hmm. She just added to it and gave it more elements and flavor. It is so beautiful. There's one scene in a bathroom that made me love her forever. Drunk
0: girls in a bathroom.
1: But it's not that. Okay. It's the opposite of that. Cool. And it is so fucking cool. <laughs> Anyways. Back to the show. Back to the show. Um oh sorry, real quick. Yeah. Lucy Lou, I think, is incredible. Yes. When early like when I showed on her for being an A lister, it's mm-hmm. because I don't think I think that she's underutilized. So yes. I don't think she's ever gotten the light of being like an A lister.
0: Yeah, but she absolutely should be. But M- maybe this was here's the thing. Maybe this was like right at Charlie's Angels fame.
1: Ra- right after level. Charlie's Angels won. Right before Charlie's Angels full throttle. Okay.
0: So at that point she was like set to blow up and then just didn't.
1: Did you hear how Bill Murray like Tormented her on set.
0: I hate Bill Murray. <gasps> Hot take. I know.
1: Oh my god. So
0: it doesn't surprise me. Tell me.
1: I don't care about Bill Murray, not not in a disrespectful way or a respectful way. I've never seen anything that I was like, oh, cool. I this benefited by having Bill Murray. He just
0: looks so sad all the time. Yeah. And but, that's like it's a one note the whole way through.
1: He's always just bummed out about whatever the fuck it is. Um, there's different allegations. There's his camp that says. He didn't understand why Lucy Lou was in the movie because she can't act. Wow. And then Rude. there's the other camp that says that, like, no, he was just generally mean to her. And then one day when he said that, she, like, physically attacked him. <gasps> so it's just, Lucy. we don't actually know what happened. They both don't like to talk about it. Fair enough. I will take the stance that she told her that she couldn't act and was being an asshole. Yes. Because I feel that about him. Yeah. And not, like, in a bad way. Like, I think he's an asshole. I think he's one of those people who just he says whatever just, comes yeah. to his mind. It is and what it like, is. Yeah. I don't know. Because he looked at all three of them. He was like, I know why you're here. And I get why you're here. But I don't know why you're here. You can't act. Wow. And that is so fucking mean. She carries that. In order, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore.
0: Yes. I loved her in that movie more than I loved anybody else. And at that time, I was in love with Drew Barrymore.
1: <gasps> like she could
0: do no wrong in my mind i loved her
1: i don't remember the first one that much except for sam rockwell and it was so weird cause i've I thought, never
0: been able to like take him seriously again he always seems evil to me which i is. think is the mark of like a good actor maybe but also he might also just be a dick
1: also he just plays the villain often so True. that's great yes i was so strangely attracted to him in that movie. And I thought it was I see so it. weird.
0: No, I see it, though. Like, he had a very good sexual chemistry thing going in that movie. Yes,
1: and he radiated it. And then I was like, this is... Because he is not my flavor at all. No. Whatsoever. Even, like, my yeah. weird flavor. That's not my flavor. But I was like, I think I'm attracted to him. And then it made me mad.
0: And then <laughs> you was were like... Why like, am I attracted to And then you were like, Hans, how dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then, in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle... Demi Moore was there, and she is everything that I've ever wanted to be.
0: Also, ended up being the villain. Sorry, like spoiler alert for a what twenty-year-old movie?
1: Came out two thousand three.
0: Okay, fifteen, almost, very close.
1: But oh my god, I need to revisit those movies because I remember loving those movies. The bisexual in me came out because I was like, man, fair. I love these women. I am so attracted to them. Drew Barrymore falling down the goddamn hill completely butt ass naked, and just covering oh. herself with a pool toy.
0: Oh my god, Beautiful, crazy! Hot.
1: Yes, I'm so attracted. <laughs> but then also I was like, I want to be these women. Yes, I want to be them. They are everything. They kick ass. They look cute. They rock some sick ass outfits, and they get so much money for doing bullshit. I love it. Well, I love it. Anyways,
0: anyway, so Samantha uses Lucy <laughs> Lou's name to um get the newest Birkin bag that she's been coveting and they send it directly to Lucy Liu instead and Lucy Liu is like look what they gave me it's my Birkin bag and Samantha's like no actually that's mine I just you know borrowed your name to which Lucy Liu's like bitch what I'm sorry. What you use my name to get yourself a Birkin bag? Fuck because their you, first conversation, which is fair,
1: yes. Because their first conversation was Lucy Lou saying, "I like people who are real. I don't like liars. Mm-hmm. I like people who are classy, but just like call it out how it is." Because mm-hmm. even Samantha's like, "I think the outfit you wore to the Golden Globes was fucking ugly." Yep. And Lucy Liu's like, "So did I." But all these other queens would tell me how fucking fierce it was. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. I respect the fuck out of you. So this was a betrayal to Lucy Liu. It's like, oh okay, Hmm. not even a full actual day of working for me, and you're already trying to reap off my name. Yeah. Which is bullshit.
0: Yep, total crap. That's it. That's it for Sam. it, okay, and then Lucy Lou Lucy Lou's like, bye, I can't work with you. I don't work with liars. And she takes the Birkin. And she takes the Birkin. So now Samantha's out
1: $4,000. What a lame ass. Imagine having $4,000... To spend on a bag. To spend on a bag. To not get the bag... And to still be okay.
0: Yeah, like, there isn't that much money in my 401k. Me either. Like, that's crazy. That's so, that's insane to think about. Like, that's so much money. Like, I don't I can't wrap my head. And that's 2001
1: hair. money. Like, yeah. It's not as big of a jump, like, as 1960s
0: $4,000. Right, but that's still. That's
1: still a shit ton of money. Yeah,
0: that's a fuck ton of money.
1: That was I before the it. recession.
0: Yeah, it was. Huh. All right, who do you want to move on to?
1: Um, the rest of them are all tied together. They are. But they I are guess let's do Charlotte, because okay. then Miranda's ties in a little bit closer to Carrie. And I guess um, we always have to end on Carrie.
0: Yeah, I guess. One over. Um, So Charlotte can't. They're, they're still having trouble getting pregnant. She gets her period. She gets really super frustrated. And she calls up the doctor. And she was like, hey, I think I need to come in for some fertility testing. To which I was like, bitch, what? You made Trey go in to get his sperm tested, and you didn't also go in to check your own shit at that time?
1: Now that... That's fucked up. Now that you're saying it, I think they had the conversation where he was like... When he was still being defensive, and he was like, Mm -hmm. well, what makes you think it's me? Yeah. And she said, we don't know, but it's cheaper and easier. Yeah,
0: it's easier to test the man. Which, okay... I understand that but at the same time I feel like fair is fair. If you were in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you were trying to get pregnant you should both go in for all the testing just as a just as a full sweep to see what's going on.
1: If you're poor, I say one step at a time. Are, if you got money, yeah, like they, Trey's family got money.
0: 100%. Do all the tests all at once. Who cares? Yeah. No, I feel like if you're poor, maybe you shouldn't be having kids. Like, <laughs> like just revel in the fact there is, that you can't have There
1: that. are levels there. That's fair. There are there are super significant low. No, like, political, social. Oh yeah, no. I'm making. I'm
0: being funny. I swear. Yes, like said. I'm not. Like yeah. Don't don't come for me.
1: I want to let you have your joke, but I also I, want whoever's listening. But that's true. Yes, and this is funny. gonna come out when I'm famous, and they're like, gonna be like, I can't believe they said that. Yeah, I want to you know that I'm aware. Of the aspects of that they carries, but in this moment, yeah. it's a joke. It's a, yeah, no,
0: I was gonna pull it back.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I man jumped <laughs> ahead.
0: Next time, on let me finish the podcast. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like personally, if I couldn't get pregnant, like I don't know that I would even spend the money to go in for testing. I would feel like it was fate telling me that if I wanted to be a mother, that I should adopt. And that's me personally. That is absolutely mm. not what everyone in the world should do. I just feel like I'd be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't meant to be. But also, now that, like, we talked about last week on my ultrasound, where I could have septuplets, I guess, then I don't really need to worry about that on my end anyway. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it would be... Like you said, if you were just swimming in money, Mm -hmm. absolutely go in and have both of you tested at the same time. Don't be a dick, Charlotte. But yeah, if money is an issue, it is easier to have the dude tested first. However, if the female has had any sort of like problems, I feel like. She should be upfront about that. Yes. And they should talk about that first. Yes. Because, like, let's say that, like, he's just fertile AF, like, doesn't seem to have a problem, whereas she has irregular periods, or, you know, certain things are wrong or not wrong. That's fucked up to say. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull back again. But, like, if things have been unusual, like irregular periods, she should be upfront about that. They should talk about that. They should she should go into her gynecologist without testing per se, but say, hey, is this thing that I'm experiencing going to affect my fertility or how might it affect my fertility? It's a question that's super easy to have at your annual with your OBGYN and so that you can educate yourself on what your next steps are.
1: And for someone like Charlotte who wants to have a baby, I figured like that would have already been a discussion she had yeah. even before Trey.
0: Yeah. Way she's before. she's like
1: every single time she goes in, she's saying, How do I look? Mm-hmm. How is everything? Is my mm-hmm. body okay? She's also a person who takes care of herself, so I can imagine that. Mm-hmm. So this just coming out and like surprising her felt kind of weird.
0: Yeah. And but to be fair, um, they tested her like blood and her antibodies and that was anti sperm. And there's no real way to like track that.
1: Right. That's it. It's, it's not kind like
0: yeah, it's not like you have your period, and the period's like, oh, sperm are awful, as it shoots out of you. Like, that's not how that works. My period would
1: say that. I know.
0: (laughs) But, like, that's the type of thing that cannot be anticipated. And that is the sort of thing that, like, if you're balls-ass rich, why aren't you testing that? If you want to have a baby, then, like, that is your first step. If you try for, like, two or three months, and you didn't get pregnant, then you go in. You go in and you talk to them. Mm -hmm. And you have those tests done. Like, I just... It bothers me so much when people have money and then they neglect to take care of their health. Because I can't even. I have good insurance. I am trying so hard to find like a doctor that works for me. That I would be so thrilled to have enough money to throw at a doctor and to have them fucking listen to me. It would be amazing. It would be the best. That is tip top white privilege right there. Is rich white privilege? I should say yes because.
1: If you have all that money, and this is not me coming for rich people, this is me coming for people who have that privilege that uh, the rest of us are dying to have. If you have that much money, Kim, people are dying. Kim, people are dying. (laughs) Trey's a doctor, his Mm -hmm. family has a bunch of money. Charlotte seems like she's well off. Mm hmm. Why would you not constantly be checking in on yourself, making sure that everything's okay? Yep, and it's I'm going to jump around in their kind of story a little bit just because it does bring in something super weird. Mm-hmm. The and you brought it up too, the like whole adoption thing or like fate telling you something. I think that there are definitely times where you could, maybe it's just not the right time, mm-hmm. and you don't automatically have to jump to it. But I think that also ties in with the whole doctor thing: how so many people just expect everything to happen naturally. like just that's the narrative that we've always been forced Mm. once you fall in love once you get married everything is going to come super easy a baby comes immediately after and so you wouldn't check you wouldn't check with your doctor because like it's not that hard to get pregnant we is the narrative that we have been told this entire time especially when things are right yeah so we're like well we're not gonna tell my doctor that we're getting pregnant because my doctor has nothing to do with it and then it also then leads it like well, if you can't get pregnant naturally, let's do in vitro. And Charlotte, that's an option presented to her, Yeah, looks so terrified at that.
0: Which, like, if you can afford in vitro, fucking do it.
1: Yeah, especially, like, the the natural, quotation marks, the natural way isn't working out for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you still want to carry this baby yourself. Yeah, in vitro seems like a good option. Mm-hmm. And me, coming from a male perspective, mm-hmm. and me, a male who doesn't... Care to have children in my life. So I understand that privilege too. I don't have that connection. Why that would be such an issue. And then I'm mad at the narrative that your children have to come from your own body and blood. Hmm. And that adoption is never presented as an option. It's presented as a last resort. And that bothers me so much because Charlotte, we find out her body produces all this anti-sperm antibodies mm-hmm. so she, there's a 50% shot that she can get pregnant mm-hmm. and then she acts like it's the end of the world which she's allowed to feel upset that the way she viewed everything was going to happen isn't working out for her they never talk about adoption that's not even brought up and the way she presents it is like that w- that wouldn't even matter she doesn't want it and that is so sad and then jokingly I'm going to jump to Miranda's story real quick mm. Miranda's pregnant Mm. she's going to get rid of it. She's going to have an abortion. And then someone as a joke, says, Miranda, why don't you give your baby to Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Steve also says just- it.
0: And I'm like, that would be beautiful. That
1: would be so Aiden. beautiful. Aiden. Sorry. Yes. Like, you're Steve right. You're about. right. You're right. Yes, I'm so sorry. That just threw me off for a little bit. I was like, wait, did I'm we so find sorry. out? No. I thought I missed that episode. No, I'm so sorry. Um, but that presents it. And there's like, no, that could never happen. I was like, wait, actually, That's- if would- Miranda doesn't want a baby, yeah. and Charlotte does, mm-hmm. And Miranda's willing to carry that baby because also Absolutely. it's not up to Miranda yeah, to yeah, have yeah. to be like, I don't want to carry a baby, but I'll carry a baby for you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If she'll do that, why wouldn't that be an okay option? Yeah, that would be a beautiful option. That would be mm-hmm. a gorgeous option. Yeah, like, Imagine. I mean, and it's not presented that way. And that stresses yeah. me out. And, that, um, and I'm not mad at the individuals who feel that way. That is the narrative that we have always been forced. But I am so done with it. Mm-hmm. And it is so damaging to several relationships that I, I can't understand why we're still so, like, We want children. We want it. We want all these things. But if they don't happen the way that we have planned in our head, then it's valueless. Then we don't want it. And I
0: mean, I can I can speak a little bit to that. If I was going to carry a child in my womb, which is a little crowded right now. So no, Um, (laughs) but I there's something. So I didn't feel this way until uh, my dad died. When my dad died, I had this, like, semi-obsession with not forgetting him and for trying to find traits of mine, physical and emotional traits, that ro- that I got from him. Mm-hmm. You know, I would look at my hands and be like, no, I have my dad's hands. Like, this is him. This is how I'm going to remember him. He had a freckle right here the shape of my eyes are the same. Like the color is the same. Like I had this like biological necessity to take stock of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would do the same thing with a child. If I wanted to have a child, I would want to like have my, and this, somebody put it to me as like a, you want your legacy to live on. And I'm like, I don't think that that's true necessarily. Or I don't think it's that clean cut anyway. Like, I would want to be able to see my dad live on in a child. Mm -hmm. To have, you know, those characteristics come back to life again. Because in my child, I would kind of, like, be getting my dad back. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily, like, make it right or make it whatever. But I can see the emotional draw that she has to wanting to have a child naturally and for it to be of all things like them so that she could give birth to a baby and you know for lack of a better term have her her legacy live on i think that if i was if i was in a relationship if i was ready to have a child i would absolutely want to try naturally first but i also like even though it would be a secondary option i mean i always when i grew up i was i never thought that i would be in a relationship anyway <laughs> and so i was always like well it's going to be amazing i'm going to adopt like for a while there i was like in order to work on my writing here's what i'm going to do so i'm going to buy a house how i got a house without having a job first beyond me but anyway i was like going to buy a house And then I'm going to be a foster parent and I'm going to foster all of these children. And it's going to be so amazing because like they go off to school. I work on my writing and then they come home and I take care of them and it's going to be this beautiful thing. And like, we're all going to fall in love and I'm going to adopt all of them. Like I had this whole like thing picked out in my head and it was like beautiful. And so in that respect, like I would have no problem going, oh, okay, well, you know, if this well is empty, I'm pointing to my stomach. If this well is empty, then I would absolutely want to bring joy to a child that is already here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that it's not mutually exclusive. Like I think that she's initially like about it because she's like, no, no, like I wanna, I wanna have my, I wanna do this on my own. I wanna prove that my body and what it's biologically meant for can make it happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining it that way. I, I definitely agree. I think that I, and especially there's there's security in that, and I definitely get it. I'm more upset about just how woven it is to the narrative that how we're supposed to do things. How
0: yeah, how that's the the psychological norm from the get go. Yes. and I agree and like with that.
1: I don't I, at no point do I want to say like don't have your own babies, only adopt. That's all. And I get when people say like. I want to pass this on. I think I think legacy is correct, but, like, legacy in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So like when you're, like, my father's hands, I think that's beautiful. And I think that there are a lot of people who just have their, like, natural babies of blood for dynasty. They're like, they're carrying on my name. They're carrying on what this family means. And that's, I'm like, that's a, that's little, a little
0: that's That's, a little that's wacky. different. Yeah.
1: And also, if your child ever gets sick or anything, it's significantly easier to, like, do a liver transplant or, like, right. bone marrow transplant or blood mm-hmm. transfusion. Because, obviously, you know where the source you, is that you can tap into that. Right, exactly. So, I definitely get it. I think it makes things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's just the rest of it. The rest of it.
0: The idea that, like, it's immediately rejected is a little shitty. But mm-hmm. I can see emotionally how she is upset at the situation and just sort of lashing out at the other options right now. Mm-hmm. Um. It doesn't make it okay, but I understand where she's coming from. Yes.
1: And that's that's kind of what I want. I'm excited that this show is doing it now, especially mm-hmm. in this episode. But that's what I want more from a show. I want the nuance. I want the conversations. I want... And you can't blame a show for what it isn't. Right. You can only blame a show for what it doesn't show. But mm-hmm. that's just how it reflects on me. And that's what bothers me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And so, having children versus not having them. So let's go into Miranda a little bit. Um... Miranda is pregnant. That pity fuck that she gave Steve, which they called it something else. A A mercy mercy fuck. fuck. Yeah.
1: And it was so funny because she was like, his one ball and my lazy ovary. Yeah. Or a lazy ovary. I thought was so fucking finished. Like, out of all that, Hmm. I got pregnant.
0: And you know what? Sometimes that is just the way the world works. Like, I, once I saw all of the stupid eggs in my uterus, I was like, thank God I have never been like, whatever, let's just skip the condom for now, because, holy shit, I would have been in trouble. Would have been in so much trouble had I had been,
1: like, stupid once. And that's all it takes. And and that's where you get the sad stories of people, like Charlotte, who are actively trying to have a baby, and it is so hard, and you have all these people Mm who, on accident- Not planned in a drunken hookup.
0: Yeah. Or like in a restaurant bathroom and give birth and they didn't even know they were pregnant. Like those people. Oh my God. Which is my nightmare. (laughs) Because I would ignore so much shit. Like my body is so messed up that I would just so assume absolutely everything. Which is also another reason why I would always be petrified. And women are. Women are always petrified that they're pregnant. Even if they haven't had sex, because the Virgin Mary fucked us up.
1: Not to take away from you <laughs> serious in this conversation, one time I had a dream that I was on. I didn't know I was pregnant. The TLC show. Uh huh. And then I went in for something. I was like, Oh, I'm having cramps, like oh god. in my stomach. And they're like, You're pregnant. <laughs> oh my god. Me having a penis and no right. vagina anywhere or ovaries. In my so system.
0: C-section, obviously
1: me being super surprised (laughs) and like the genuine reaction like i didn't know that i was pregnant i didn't know that i I
0: had a uterus
1: (laughs) could get pregnant and it was wild
0: i feel like the world would be a much different place if men could get pregnant
1: oh are you kidding me so much different like it would be wild different it would be there would be abortion clinics on every corner who was it there was a comedian (laughs) that was like there'd be abortion clinics everywhere you um (laughs) like next to the 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 Starbucks and the 711 and there'd be <laughs> uh, what the the birth control pills would come in flavors like cool ranch and yes. nacho cheese cool ranch <laughs> and there's oh like my God, it would be significantly easier and then they yes. and then men would complain even more yes about everything's like I can't
0: I can't I'm pregnant I'm <laughs> pregnant oh it's so hard but yeah women so coming I mean back to it like women always think that they're pregnant no matter what I But this show brought up such an interesting point. Because um, Carrie said to Miranda, are you going to tell Steve? And she says, no. No, I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to tell Steve. One, this is so... God, this is such a loaded question. Mm -hmm. Do you tell that guy? Because one it so depends on the relationship if you guys just like banged and you don't even have his phone number then clearly you can't tell him right but if like it's a situation like her and steve i feel like she didn't want to tell steve because steve would have been crushed yes that she was having an abortion crushed and i feel like that's a in this situation not in every situation but in this specific situation Miranda and Steve she if she had gone through with it it would have been the right thing to not tell him yes because it would have crushed him it would have made him so upset that he had a baby could have had a
1: baby and he lost it that and fucks for someone like Steve specifically Rick.
0: yeah who has one fucking ball and to know that it
1: works and that he's everything that Steve was feeling last episode would have been made up for a thousand times over by knowing that Miranda was pregnant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, but that is 100% not always the case for every situation, but every situation is so vastly different.
1: Yeah. That's why I can't, there cannot be a right reason, a right response Mm -hmm. to this there is no need to every single time or you don't every single time Mm -hmm. it is very very delicate and even the opinions that i express i know may be very different from what you might express versus how people in this situation would be because that we are also talking from someone who from people who don't have that experience Mm -hmm. and haven't had that experience speaking for me if you have and you don't want to tell it that's also i don't want to speak for you
0: no and i'm like i'm an open book on this i have not um, so the girls kind of go around the table at one point And they're like, well, you know, how many abortions have you had? Samantha has had two. Carrie had one. Um, Charlotte obviously has had zero. Because um, she's... <laughs> so she's one that would always make them wear a condom. Let's be real. Um, but it kind of, like, it made me think about it. And I have... I don't want to speak to it because I have absolutely never had an abortion. Mm-hmm. I have had about four pregnancy scares. Two of them were probably completely unfounded because it was just that my period was late and I freaked out uh, because I had happened to have sex (laughs) within that realm of time where it could happen. But so the first pregnancy scare was um, with Chad and that was something that, like, obviously, we're married. I'm going to be like, holy shit, I'm late. Oh, my God, what do we do? And, you know, of course, we bought, like, a three-pack of, like... Of the pregnancy of the br- test. Yeah, of the, of the pregnancy test. And I'm like, this is a smart idea. I finally understand why they sell these in three packs now. Because you freak out, and you just keep doing it. You're like, like I have to be sure. Yeah, you sure. I have to like, I have to know. I have to know. And, um... Obviously, none of these came to fruition. They were all scares. But I... There was no problem. Of course I was going to come to him. He's my husband. I'm not going to, like, hide, squirrel that away from him until I know an answer. Mm -hmm. The second time was also with him. So, again, like, ah! I was like, let's buy another three back. Because it's been a few years. Um, The third time was with someone that I was not in a relationship with. Like, I was just sort of, like, being casual and we we'd used a condom but because i was late i was like oh my god it broke it broke and we didn't notice i'm so fucked like i'm so scared and of course i didn't tell him Mm -hmm. because obviously it was a scare i was like listen we're gonna cross that bridge when we come to it but there's no way in hell that i'm going to a casual fling and being like oh my god let's go buy a three pack (laughs) like it's not like I went through that alone and that was scary and it was a relief when I found out that I wasn't pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the last time was actually fairly recently, um where the condom slipped off and I didn't know it. And he told me about it later. Ugh. And scared the living fucking shit out of me and i was petrified until i got my period Mm -hmm. like and my period came on time like this is how much women worry about this is that i from the moment that we had sex and he told me that it slipped off until the moment that i got my period freaking out completely freaking out the whole time and thank god it like it was fine like it wasn't like it, like, it slipped off for literally, like, a few seconds, and he was like, ah, shit, and put it back on. But, but, like, you know, now that I know how many eggs I have, I have a full right to be worried about this.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Fertile as fuck.
0: Oh, my God, it's crazy. But, like, I totally understand the fear associated with that of telling somebody because especially if you're not in a relationship you have no idea what they're going to what their response is going to be and i feel like 99% of the time it's going to be fucked up whatever they say is going to be fucked up because they're going to say oh well so you're just coming to me because you need money for an abortion or being thrilled and wanting to suddenly have a relationship with you and having a child. Like there's so many variables that are very, very scary. And so I understand not wanting
1: to say anything out of fear. Absolutely. And the fact that you brought up variables, there is so much that can go right and there's so much that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you there's that fear like if you tell someone mm-hmm and then they look at you like, how do you want me to respond? Because that, even in mm-hmm. that, like, how do you want me to respond so I, like, this is okay for you because you're the one who could potentially be pregnant, mm-hmm. that also says a lot. And if you're like, well, if he's not immediately excited, then he hates me. Or mm-hmm. like, this isn't going to happen. Or this is, we're not going to make it and mm-hmm. I have to abort this baby. Or, God forbid, you don't want to have the baby and you tell... The, your partner at the mm-hmm. time, whether it be a casual thing, like an actual romantic longtime partner, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm pregnant and they're so excited about it as would be the case in Miranda and Steve's case. Oh my gosh. And you're like, oh threat. shit, but I'm going to abort.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm, that is absolutely speaking from the female side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, me, and you can clarify this completely, but also on the flip side, as a man... I would be pissed off, devastated, super angry if that woman did not tell me about it. I would be like, that's mine too. I should at least have the knowledge. I should be like, I mean, it's still your body and you're going to do what you're going to do with it. But how dare you not involve me in this?
1: And I can absolutely see that way too. My stance is... It's still not anything. You donated cells.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: You're not any more entitled to it than the earwax that you threw away or the shit that gets stuck on your toothbrush every time you brush your teeth at that point, Mm-hmm. because it's still very early on. And since people with penises aren't the one who have to carry these children, their say isn't the big factor in this. Which is very unfortunate because I can easily see if you want to have a baby and you're a a man, Mm -hmm. a male, you want to have a baby and just to have someone else, like, get rid of that sack of cells. You're like, I am so heartbroken. Like, this was it for me. But having said that, the priority will be for the person carrying that baby. Also Mm -hmm. because I understand that men also have the issues but it's significantly easier for men to be able to produce a baby Mm -hmm. than it is for a woman, too. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're going to be, if you want that baby, you're going to be upset that someone aborted your potential child. Yeah. But, and not to throw it away so casually, but you could literally have five people pregnant at one time. Yeah. And women can only be pregnant at one point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They can be pregnant for nine months at a time. And they can't, like, they can only produce so many without fucking dying within that nine-month period. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, like, my sextuplet deal, like, would have died. And I think,
1: in a perfect world, full transparency, it would be okay for a woman to say, Hey, I might be pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not carrying this baby. I will have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And in a perfect world, a a man would say... I respect you, I respect your body, I will be upset about this, but I see what you would have to go through, so I respect this. Mm -hmm. That's not, I think that there is a one in a million, a billion chance that that would happen, that conversation would be. (laughs) Right. And because of that, I don't think it is necessary to tell your male partner if you're pregnant and having an abortion.
0: Yeah, that's fucking heavy,
1: and it is so heavy. Oh. And once again, case by case basis.
0: Absolutely.
1: I saw it on Scandal. Did you want Did you get? Carrie uh, no, no. Washington got pregnant with the president's baby.
0: And as she you do,
1: boarded it and didn't tell the president. Oof. Oh my god! And like it was, just and he moment. found out. And she's like, yeah. "This is my body. I get to do what I want, and it is not any of their fucking business." And I was like, "You're right." But then he finds out. He's like, "You aborted my baby," and he loves and he- her, so he took that as like a.
0: You don't love me thing. Yeah,
1: like a you you don't want to do this with me, this is not where your life is. hmm And he could also be correct. And yeah. y- if you find out it is going to be so difficult and hard and men males are entitled to that anger that they have. Mm hmm. But
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it is fucking it is heavy, Doc. It's really heavy. Ugh. Like It's so, I so see it from the male perspective, from the scariness of the female perspective, because especially, like, this day and age, I feel like there are so many guys out there that don't even want to call it a relationship. Yeah! And they're doing everything. They're doing all the things. They're still, like, inviting her over and, like, cooking her a steak dinner and, like, fucking (sighs) her all night. But, like... Once called out on it, oh, yeah, I really enjoy our friendship. Ah! Bitch, do other do your other friends suck your dick like that? Like, what? That it makes me so frustrated, but also it it puts modern day women in a really poor predicament where they feel like they're never really in a relationship; they're just getting fucked with or fucked around. Mm-hmm. And of course, in that situation. I would be like, I don't owe you jack shit. You won't even call this a relationship. Yeah. So why should I tell you about any potential anything? Like, if you can't even call a relationship a relationship, you're sure as hell not going to raise this baby. Or, like, even well at that
1: point. And then that's a whole ass other level, too.
0: If if you bring it to terms, Well,
1: yeah, if the female wants to carry the baby... The man can't say, hey, I think you should get an abortion.
0: Yeah. I mean, he can. I
1: mean, he can. But Free like, that, speech and all. That doesn't mean but it's going like, to happen. Yeah,
0: but that doesn't mean and it is And he doesn't get
1: the say on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then what a shitty place for a male to be in. hmm To then have to care for this child that they didn't want. Yeah. And how shitty for that fucking child. Yeah. And then in this situation, I would say, hey, female carrying this baby, maybe don't try again, try, 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 don't comma, try again later mm-hmm. with someone else. Yeah. But I also cannot police women and tell them what to do. That's not my responsibility nor my job nor whatever. Mm-hmm. But then that's the flip side where then I'm like, oh shit, that's so shitty for the male yeah. and for the baby. Mm-hmm. But then there are women who are like, no, I can do it by myself, which is absolutely fine. And mm-hmm. sometimes they will involve the man, sometimes they will not. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I, this is my baby. You can be in it if you want to and not. No problem. hmm Who was it? There was someone that sued, a male sued a female celebrity because they were once a couple. hmm And he sued her and he has the right to her eggs. It was Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara and her ex-husband.
0: I did not hear about that. That is bananas. What happened?
1: Because they were a couple. Mm-hmm. And then she froze her eggs and mm-hmm. they did the entire like thing as a couple. hmm and then she, they got a divorce, and then I think it was Sophia. I'm very, very confident it was Sophia Vergara. Um, and then she is now with whomever, but he sued her and won for the rights to those eggs that were frozen because they did it as a couple, and like legally binding, legally contracted. He also gets a say in that, despite it not being his DNA. And that is it so up. It
0: is Sophia Vergara. Fucking
1: that's wild. that's wild but like that's then that's his way in of being like well i got Sophia ever got a dna now
0: yeah and that i mean that's that's fair i guess but that's also so wild to think about like uh, it just it boggles oh my mind. god <laughs> this is so crazy everything about this episode and about like keeping a baby versus not keeping a baby versus abortion which like i don't think we should even like skim the surface of right like honestly there's so so many because i I could have arguments for days like that's the only quote-unquote political thing that Mm -hmm. i will talk about is like abortion and pro-life versus pro-choice and how bonkers all that is yes but I don't like. I we're not gonna get into it on this podcast because this podcast will never end. Yes, and the
1: the conversation will never end, and that's what makes it so hard versus people who are pro life and pro choice. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't even bring that in is if you are in a couple and one of you is, is pro choice and, and one was pro choice. Yeah, that's gonna fuck up some dynamics. Mm-hmm. That is so weird. And then you bring in unless you both want to keep it, and then it's fine. Oh,
0: that's fine. But, yeah. Good for
1: you. Good. I'm glad. But um, like, what was I gonna say? Um, but it's a conversation that can't end because mm-hmm. there will never be an agreement. Yeah, because everyone will come from their own perspectives, mm-hmm. from their what they feel is the truth, mm-hmm. and that'll differ between me and you. Yeah, that'll differ between Ryan, who's in the other room. Mm-hmm. That'll differ between my mom, who grew up in Mexico, yeah, and is like Catholic. Yeah, that'll change between my sister, who is my mom's daughter, also a female, and who's on the complete opposite side. It's crazy. And then there'll never be like a. I see things your way. You see things my way. Because we're talking about potential life. Mm-hmm. And that makes it so hard. That's what makes it so fucking difficult. And it, it, it's upsetting. Because there is no right way for anyone. I feel like everyone loses. Yeah. Unless you both agree on one thing. Yeah. Whether it be... One to abort or keep...
0: path. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you bring in outside factors like Carrie... Mm. where she's afraid to tell Aiden that she's had an abortion because she's afraid of his judgment.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's get into that. Let's dive deep into that because I hate women who can't shut their fucking mouths. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Like it's not her secret to tell. It is. That not, is my
1: number one thing.
0: Yeah. Carrie. So Miranda obviously doesn't want Steve to know her prerogative, her choices,
1: and she confided Should be respected. in her best friend. Yeah,
0: and she confided in Carrie and said, please, please do not tell anybody. Like, I don't want Steve to know. So what does Carrie do? She opens up her big fat mouth and tells Aiden because she has to. No, you didn't.
1: Aiden, who is close to Steve, they literally run a business together and yeah. seem to be really chummy chummy. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out, playing basketball together. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got to have some level of closeness.
0: Well, they were, they became friends... Back when all four of them were, like, coupled up. Yes. And they remained friends after the breakup. And they opened that bar together. Yes. Like, they are probably best friends. I'm going to go out on them wa- and I say I they're best friends. I go that far, but I was like, yeah.
1: you know what? I, we don't know anything about them. We, yeah, we they really don't. affect the women.
0: Yeah. But they are clearly really good friends to open up yes a business together
1: so carrie betraying her best friend by telling her boyfriend yep. i think there are ways you can say hey i'm going through something right now unfortunately it's not my secret to tell but i'm stuck in this very weird place and i'm very sorry
0: well and all she needed to do was say um i'm just really worried for miranda she's having a hard time right now and i'm super distracted i'm sorry and that's you didn't you can absolutely leave it at that and you have four and- other friends
1: or three other friends two other friends sorry because
0: yes two other friends Carrie, yes, so yeah. excluding
1: Miranda. you have two other friends that you can talk about this with
0: yeah you don't need to talk to Aiden you about this you don't need to talk to
1: Aiden about this and then Aiden even mentions it because Carrie says Miranda's pregnant she's mm-hmm. getting an abortion and mm-hmm. Aiden, but you can't tell her so I'm not supposed to tell anyone Aiden's like yeah. oh my god then why did you tell me
0: yeah and he which says I feel like you trapped me which she did
1: after she says It's Steve's baby. Yeah. And then Aiden's like, what the fuck? I can't say anything about this. Yeah. So in this context that we assume that Aiden and Steve are best friends, Aiden now has to keep a secret from From his his best best friend friend about a super specific topic Mm -hmm. that even in the discussion right now we have said is very, very complicated and has different layers and levels Mm -hmm. to it. And he has to now keep that information that he didn't want assigned for.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That is so fucking upsetting. And Carrie did it. And Carrie keeps talking. Yeah. Because now she's like, oh, wait. I had an abortion. Will he think badly of me? Mm -hmm. So I have to keep giving more information out there to see how he's responding.
0: Yeah. Which also is a trap and fucked up. Yes. And it is
1: so fucking mean of Carrie that put people in these positions. One, Miranda, for sharing her secrets. Mm -hmm. Two, trapping Aiden with this information. Mm -hmm. So... Carrie can see how the world thinks or views her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, she's awful. She's a horrible
1: person. And you can be a flawed character. You can make mistakes. That's Absolutely. obviously fine. But time and time again, yeah. Carrie has proved how little she cares about other human beings mm-hmm. when they don't directly affect her.
0: Yeah, And she, even she- if
1: someone else is going through something, Carrie's like, oh shit. Imagine how this affects me. Yeah.
0: I know. It's and like... Th- that's a
1: shitty character.
0: like throwing gasoline on an already blazing dumpster fire.
1: And it is so upsetting. And Aiden has a right to be upset. Miranda Absolutely. Miranda has a right to be upset. And Absolutely. And then they just deal with it in a weird way. Because Carrie tells Miranda that mm-hmm. she told Aiden. Yep. And she's pissed. Miranda's pissed. But Understandably. then, like in the scene, they kind of get over it right away. And the way Carrie presents it, mm-hmm. it was, Miranda, you had me bogged down with all this information. I had to share it with someone else. Which is bullshit. And... <laughs> Hmm. I lied to Aiden because I'm afraid of what he'll think Yeah, of but this, but your abortion isn't about you, Miranda. Let's talk about how Let's it's affecting about it. me. Nerd. And then it made me so sad. I don't know if it's bad writing or if it's just the com- complexities of Miranda's character. But then Miranda is immediately just like. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Like, imagine getting so used to your shitty best friend that she was yeah. like, here's how I'm going to make your abortion about me. And you're just like.
0: And you're like, okay.
1: Okay. Tell me more.
0: Yeah. Like, like, cool story. God.
1: Damn it!
0: Mm-hmm. And they keep doing this thing where they mix up the saloon with TGI Fridays. So fucking. Because that's the abortion that Carrie had it was with some a waiter, some rando waiter at the saloon, and
1: so stupid. Was that TGI Fridays that they keep referring to the same TGI Fridays that Lucy Lou waited at?
0: Maybe she mentioned she
1: waited at a TGI Fridays.
0: Uh, potentially. That's
1: funny. In my head, that's all the same thing.
0: I feel like it's the same teacher. At Lucy Liu
1: had the table over from where Carrie met Chad. Yes. Which Imagine his, name, his name was Chad. Carrie and Lucy Lou could have hooked up. <sighs> this would have been such you, a great great season. <laughs> I was about to ask you what Lucy Liu's character name was in this episode.
0: It was Lucy Liu. <laughs> She was playing herself, that dumb bitch. A dumb
1: asshole. <laughs> You're That's fine. So
0: stupid. <laughs> um, we do need to also address, and I love this, that uh, Miranda and Carrie talk about how like, well, Miranda says, "What if I, what if I end up being like 42 and I can't have children and I regret it, and, um." and carrie mentions that like oh is 42 your scary age
1: my scary age is 45
0: and i'm like is this a thing do we have scary ages because i feel like i do
1: i do my scary age is 27 yeah
0: like tomorrow (laughs) just kidding in like three years yeah Yeah. i
1: I forget how old i'm just so stupid but um that's always been my scary age that's so funny i when I learned about the 27 club, I thought it was super fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then in my head, I've always had it that I'm going to die 27. And then in my head, I always said that if I don't die by 27, 27 is when I'm going to start living. So that's when I'll start looking for a serious partner. That's when I'll start considering a career. If I'm not already in one, Mm -hmm. that's when I would consider potentially having children. And that's, 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 I don't know if that's a scary age, but that's my Kickstarter age, which I feel Lightspear. like can be very. It's similar. Close by.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mine has always changed. So when I was a kid, like seven, eight, nine ish, uh, some asshole kid told me that there was somebody who was building a bomb that was going to blow up the world when I was sixteen. What
1: the fuck?
0: Yeah, I have no idea why this happened, but they had convinced me because I was a kid that the world was going to end when I was 16.
1: Was that Y2K?
0: No. (laughs) I'm so much older than that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) I So I was obviously like super upset, but then I became okay with it and sort of was just like, well, my life's going to end at 16, so I don't need to worry about anything else. And it was like freeing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're going to die. And so when the world didn't end, it was weird. Things were weird. Like, I didn't ever expect for, like, you know, however many years to have to drive a
1: vehicle. Oh, my God.
0: Like, I never, I was like, I'm not going to get that far. So I don't need to worry about it. And I never did until I turned 16. And there was so much, like, it took me until I was, like, 17 to actually fully like get my license and like have a car and be functional
1: this This is wild
0: yeah and but it was so weird and it was there were a couple of years where i got kind of fucked up about like shit i never thought about the rest of my life because i thought there wasn't gonna be one
1: so you there's several things you didn't do or did do that you're like well there's the consequences aren't gonna matter
0: i mean yeah i wasn't not even that like I didn't take any chances or anything because I was a kid I was just like well whatever I'm not I'm never gonna have to worry about graduating from college I'm never gonna have to worry about driving a car I'm never gonna have to worry about a career like I don't need to worry about anything because there's no time left and so I was just like well whatever I'm just gonna ride it out and so once that happened I was like shit shit I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. I had didn't think about it for years because I thought I was gonna die. Thought everybody was gonna die. And so once that didn't happen, I was like, fuck, I'm so far behind on my life. What am I gonna do with it? And had to like kickstart myself again and be like, shit, okay, what am I gonna do? And then my um my next jump age was 30
1: mm-hmm.
0: because in the generation that i grew up 30 was the um like you need to be you you you're an adult at 30 essentially like when you're in 6th grade they're like well when you're 30 you're going to have a career you're going to have a house you're going to have kids you're going to have the whole thing because you'll be 30 and i started panicking about turning 30 when i was 24 (sighs) i had a quarter life crisis early (laughs) and i'm not kidding when i tell you that it lasted until i turned 31 i was panicking so fucking hard it was so emotionally scarring to like know that i was old And that I hadn't accomplished anything.
1: And we set these goals up for ourselves. We set ourselves up for failure. Yeah. But it also is like re... What's the word? Reinforced by the rest of the world saying like, oh, have your shit together now. Mm -hmm. I was like, the best time to have your shit together was yesterday. So you start today. Mm -hmm. So you can have it by these times. And that is so fucking weird. Yeah. And unnecessary everyone travels at their own speed the hardest all the compass you'll ever need
0: uh, yeah, that's not how it's presented <laughs> and it's
1: not and I don't like I thankfully am not stressing because I'm just in this very big void where I was like, well, either I'll die or I will live okay well I'm still gonna enjoy myself as much as I can right now and that's just a process that I keep on hoping to get forever mm-hmm. and I think my new age turned it to 35. Yeah. But I'm still trying not to like think that I have an age because I'm like, I don't think I'm going to die at 27 anymore. But that's my no. But then there's a sneaky suspicion. I'm like, oh, because I'm over it. Mm. Now I'm definitely going to die at 27. So it gets more annoying. But I'm like 35. And then I was like, you know what? My siblings are six and a half and then seven and a half years older than me. So once they, once they kickstart their life is when I will consider it. Because like someone was like, when are you going to have kids? I was like, when are you going to get married? It's like, my brother's 31 years old. 32. 32. 32 years old. He is not married. He does not have any kids. He did not buy a house. <laughs> so until that motherfucker does something, and he's ahead of the game, I'm not even going to worry about it. And if he gets married at 33, 34, 35, then I'll be like, okay, cool. That's when, I, at those times is when I'll maybe consider it.
0: It's like the 10 things I hate about you rule, but you just made it for yourself. Yes. yes i'm not allowed to get married until he does
1: absolutely
0: and i like i can see that like being a thing i don't have an older sibling so i have no barometer Mm -hmm. but yeah it's so i feel like my new my new age to freak out about is 40 because i feel like it's right there i feel like it's just around the corner and i'm going to be officially a fucking loser who hasn't done anything with their life In a mere few years.
1: So you got to start now. And
0: it freaks me out. But it's like, here's the thing. We're set up to fail. Yes. So hard right now. And I was just complaining about this. And somebody totally called me out on it because I've said it like three times in the last like week. But I've never encountered a millennial who is rude to customer service people. Mm -hmm. Um, And our mutual friend Riley is like, yeah, because we have too much anxiety to be rude. Because look at what we're... Like, look what's happening to us right now. Like, we're set up in so much debt. We're contributing to Social Security that we're never going to reap the benefits from. Correct. We The housing market is complete garbage. There's no way that even if, like, four of us pooled together, we could afford a house for
1: four of us. And then you have... A roommate situation, which is against what we've always been told. Like Absolutely. L- no, when you're an adult, you either need to be with your significant other or you live by yourself. Yeah. If you're still living with a roommate, you're a failure, and that is so stupid. Yeah, but it makes sense to be able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's it's so painful, like because we have to work against
1: everything that we were taught. Because we were taught by the people who fucked it up. And yeah. they're like, here's how to keep doing it. And we're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. How You did it. Yeah. Fucked everything up. We have to find a new way. Which is like, yeah, obviously, cool. Let's always learn and expand and try something new. Mm-hmm. But it's reinforced. It's that thing. Like, the traditions that have the... This is how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard to work against that when that's ingrained into your DNA. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's it's so, like, fucked up to think about. Because, like, both Ryan and I... Do this thing where we're like, oh, you know, housing market sucks, so I have a roommate. Why, like, why can't I, we both just be fine about it? Yeah. But we're, but we're not. But I would love for us to get to the point where emotionally we're fine about it. Like, yeah, we have a roommate, and you know what? Like, he cooks, and it's great, and we, like, spend time together, and it's like living with my best friend, and it's awesome.
1: There, then you also bring in, like, weird dynamics. Um, I don't know if I've talked about in on this podcast, but I think I talked about it recently. Um... In the United States, you also, like, the tradition is independence Mm. from everything. Mm. So, like, in Mexico, you have people who are, like, going to college or already married and having their first baby who still live at home. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that like, that's good. You want to be with family. You want to share that with, like... The rest of your family—that's a good thing. And here, if you're 19 and living at home, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. If you're in college you're f- and living at home with your parents, mm-hmm. you're a fucking loser. And I don't get that because that makes so much. Sense. If your parents are still paying for your shit, take it up as much as you can. Yeah, use um, that money, mm-hmm. put it in a savings account, mm-hmm. travel, get your life insurance super super early because the o- earlier you get, the cheaper it is. Life mm-hmm. lesson for everybody: mm-hmm. start a 401k, start a Roth IRA mm-hmm. and an IRA. Get that shit handled while you have this excess of things. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Don't take them for granted. Still, like, do chores around the house. Right, yeah. Do what you're supposed to. Help out when you can. Mm-hmm. If you have an excess of funds, be like, hey, I'm going to buy groceries this week. Or help out with groceries every single week. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But also, have Pull this opportunity way. where you don't have to pay your own fucking rent. hmm And do everything that you possibly can in that meantime. Yeah. But we view it, we're like, oh, my God. Ew, oh, my God. You're, you're 19 and you're still. Loser. Yeah,
0: because I don't want to live in dorms. Correct. Like, that's. I feel like I would have failed at college had I had lived in a dorm.
1: I would have killed somebody. Yeah. A room. You're sharing a, a room, a r- mate.
0: Yeah. No. I, like,
1: you're sharing
0: a bathroom with like a whole floor. Disgusting. No, thank you. Yeah. You
1: have to wait. Yeah. No, no. Also, they're separated by gender. So, ew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't want to share a bathroom with six boys. Yeah. And women are disgusting. Yeah. They're gross. Ew! I thought we were there's clean. there's hair everywhere, oh, everywhere, hair. <laughs> yeah. But everywhere. like, think about like, you have to shower in this shower. Yes. And you pull back the curtain, and you like it's clogged with hair. I've seen that other people's hair. But that, yucky.
1: I've seen it from like my mom and my sister. I'm like, okay, family. If different. it was other people's hair, I'd be like this is fucking disgusting. Clean right. up after your goddamn self. Yeah. Which I eventually told my mom I was like this is disgusting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Clean your shit up. <laughs> Guess what? I got you a tub shroom. <laughs> here just we go. Here we have it, it. it, and then put it right back. Yep. Those things. But are that great. is so disgusting.
1: <laughs> and like, I live in an apartment, a spacey apartment, mm. with my boyfriend, and mm-hmm. we have separate rooms. Mm-hmm. And even that, every now and then, he'll just like. Hey, what are you doing from his room? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, get away from me. I'm just like, I just don't want to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him. Yeah. Per- nothing against him personally. And I'm just like, I just want to be in my own space. I can't imagine sharing a closet mm-hmm. with one other person and all their shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I my, my shit barely fits into my closet. Yeah. There's literally I no have way. Too much
1: things. And yeah. I have minimalisted everything that I possibly can. Yes, I took same. it down to the bare. I collected every movie and every book that I've ever had. Mm. And now they're in four boxes.
0: Nice. I got
1: rid of so much shit. I got rid of so much clothes. I don't have any decorations up on my walls. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to live this minimalist life. One, because I love moving. Mm. I love moving. I love moving to different places. But it makes it hard when you have a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's fair. And I don't want to do that. And Talon puts up decorations everywhere. And every like he, every now and then he'll ask me, He's he's like, hey, can I put this up? And I'm just like, "Why?" why it so fucking ugly no and there's certain things that he would put up that I'm like okay cool this is fine some mm-hmm. things that he's just put up and I'm just like I don't want to be a fucking asshole and say take that down that shit's hella ugly right unless he asked me about it in which case I'll definitely be like that's fucking ugly take that I down I
0: hate it
1: <laughs> but living in a small tiny room and then being frowned upon because I stayed home and then I fucked up because then I went apartment shopping with one of my friends and like it was the cool thing like yeah i want to be away from my mom and go get this apartment and then mm-hmm. my first apartment that i lived in outside of my home so shitty i lived with a couple mm. who didn't respect my privacy they they were Ooh. always coming in and out of my room like whatever they I that, I were not a good couple either mm. they had their fucking problems they treated me like a houseboy, which i didn't appreciate and one of them Ooh. was like really close friend at the time so i was like "Ooh, this is not fun no but i signed a lease and then i was like oh shit i only work at the university and it was like a part-time gig so all my money was going into sustaining myself at this house yeah me trying to make my dreams come true me, st- me still interning it in with the utility players and theater doing all these things never being home but then having to pay for this i was like this is so stupid Mm. why did you stay home yeah but then like i would have seen like a loser
0: right and that's that's so stupid though like i feel like your siblings can be like basically your roommates yeah like like my my younger sister and i like we got to the point where we very much once we got older anyway when we were younger obviously it was a shit show as it has to be. But like as we got older, it was so much easier to establish boundaries and respect those boundaries. And even to this day, like there's stuff that I do that's because of my sister and I. Like when Ryan's like, Yeah, yeah, you can open my door. I open his door, like to his room and I talk to him, but I talk to him in the doorway. In the
1: doorway you don't go in. I
0: don't go in because it's, like like my sister and I set it up like it's like it's vampire status. Like you have to be invited in, and even when Ryan's like, you don't have to stand in the doorway. Like just, just come in. I'm like, what do I do with myself in here? I don't under like this is uncomfortable for me. I don't do like just yeah, up against yeah, the wall. yeah. Like I don't like being in this room. It's so weird. Yeah, and and there is part of me <laughs> that still is like sibling strange, in the sense that like when your sibling is out. You want to go through their stuff? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't. But, like, the temptation is there. (laughs) Like, he'll leave and he'll go and I'll, like, peek by the doorway and feel totally weird about it and, like, back up and, like, not go in his room. (laughs) But, like, it's so weird because the temptation is there. But that's just because of my sister and she would take shit from me and so I would go into her room to find my shit. That's absolutely fair. Like, I cannot tell you... I just stopped wearing lipstick in <laughs> high school because she would borrow my lipstick, try it on, and then jam the top back on without rolling down the lipstick. What the
1: fuck is her problem? Ruining She's a goddamn it. demon.
0: <laughs> but I, like, she ruined, like, five Clinique lipsticks like that. Clinique! Yeah. And so I was just like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not wearing lipstick anymore. And I haven't since. Although, in my latest single swag bag. You <laughs> still. I... They they told me they would give me a discount on this last one to see if I liked it, and I actually... There were a couple of things, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, a little okay. Um, But one of those things was a lip stain that I didn't realize was a lip stain. Ooh. Uh, So, Ryan was like, this is wild, like, this thing's wild, because it was, like, a hat that actually ended up looking kind of good on me in, like, a hipster way, and I was like, once Vine comes back, I'm gonna make a character out of it. (laughs) And... But, and he's like, you should try on that, that that lipstick. And I was like, okay, let's try on the lipstick. And tried it on. And, like, you know, was being funny with, like, the hat and the lipstick. And then I went to take the lipstick off and it wouldn't come off. And I panicked. Uh. <laughs> it was the worst. I have no idea where that I was going with that. But, yes. <laughs> no, I just love it. that's what the show is. Yeah, the show is. I think that's it, though.
1: That's it. And that then Carrie
0: Falling tells Aiden. And he's like, okay. Yeah, she That's was like, fine. don't tell Steve. She's going to tell him that she's keeping the baby. And
1: she keeps the baby. Yes. Charlotte shows up because they had, Charlotte and Miranda had a little argument. hmm And Charlotte's mad that Miranda's doing this to her. Miranda's like, this isn't about you, this is about me. And then um, S- Charlotte shows up post-surgery, what she thinks is post-surgery. Yes. Post-procedure. It's not surgery, right? It's yes. Post- procedure. procedure. Yeah. And she's like, up with all these beautiful flowers, and I was, like, sobbing. She's looking like a goddamn angel. And then Miranda's like, I didn't do it.
0: Yeah. And there's a moment where you think Charlotte's gonna slap her across the face or something, and then she turns it around and goes, "We're gonna be, we're having a baby. <laughs> we're gonna be
1: aunts. And you? I almost started sobbing. Yeah, I didn't realize how much, I, how much I had invested in this. You, Cause, and that's like how well this this, this episode, episode went. Yeah, because I was in it, and the second she was like. We're going to have a baby. And Charlotte's like tearing up and crying. I was like, oh my God, if I start crying right now, I'm going to be so mad. I haven't <laughs> cried this hard since the dog's way home. Oh, I don't want to hear about that.
0: It's, it's everything you think
1: it's going to be, but it's good.
0: Homeward Bound 3. That's what I I've never seen Homeward be.
1: Bound. But it's basically. It's the same thing. <laughs> but it's anti-police. It features a same-sex interracial couple in wow. a good light. Okay. It's pro-pit bull. It is pro-veterans affairs while still being anti-capitalist. Or anti-establishment. Okay. And he goes there. And the dog is voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. And it taught okay, me fine. that okay. wolves aren't dogs. No, no, they're not. I thought they are the same thing. Also, I don't know what a wolf looks like. There's a scene where wolves come out, and I was like, those are just bigger dogs. Like and my sister's like, those are wolves. I was like, how can you be sure? She's like, those are fucking wolves.
0: Yeah, no, you can't tell the difference. When we were driving to Boise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Boise. Boise.
1: Sorry, I had bosses who were from there like, it's Boise.
0: Listen, it's Redneck Reno. I said it. That's what, it. yes! Yes, <laughs> this is correct! <laughs> Anyways, we were on, on a trip to Idaho. <laughs> 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 and, um, like, the, there's a coyote that, like, ran across the road in front of us. And my friend who's driving is like, ooh, coyote, get out of the way. And I'm like, that's a fucking coyote? I've never seen them before in my life. I've heard them oh, a does million a times. Look like? But I was like, I thought that was a stray dog, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing out in the middle of nowhere, kid? Get home. <laughs> I hope your micro jets. That's right. that how we trying to run home. <laughs> I c
1: I don't know the difference between a wolf and a coyote. I know I still don't know the difference now, but I know that I don't know the difference, which is something that I never knew that I didn't know. Um Wolves aren't dogs, but they're still canines. Yes. Okay, cool, get that. What the fuck are foxes?
0: They are a cross between a cat and a dog, I feel. That's what they said in the
1: movie. Yeah, I, that doesn't help <laughs> me. Are they <laughs> no, no? It's
0: I feel like they're canines. I mean, maybe I don't know. I can't speak to this.
1: I don't know zoology. <laughs> Is that different from like a raccoon? Because raccoons are rodents. Raccoons are rodents. But a fox looks just like a raccoon. Have I ever seen a <laughs> fox in my life? Am I making this up? <laughs> Okay. What next, the fuck do animals look like? Next episode, we're gonna go to a zoo. We're gonna find a zookeeper. <laughs> no, zoos make me so
0: sad. And we're going to we're gonna get some information on this. In
1: fact, so foxes belong to the Canidae animal family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are these all foxes? We're looking this up. It's one of okay. These are all <laughs> foxes. I definitely thought there was a coyote. in Oh my there.
0: god, the Fennec fox! I want. <laughs> They're so cute. With There's their different giant kinds ears. of fox. <laughs> yes. The finnick foxes are
1: so adorable. This is a goddamn raccoon.
0: I mean, it's ugly. I'll give you that. But it's not a raccoon. This is a raccoon. <laughs> that is a raccoon! <laughs> I don't know what animals look like. We don't know animal. Welcome to our zoology podcast. I know
1: kinkajous. I know cassowaries. I know lions. Are, are those lions? Pokemon? <laughs> I posted a tweet. And it made me really laugh. And I was like, I, whenever I get down, I just remember that my fighting style is equivalent to a cassowary. That's a giant bird. It's like an ostrich. Okay. But it has really sharp claws. And it has bones sticking out of its head. And it uses it to carve holes in the ground. But also, it will fuck you up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's my style. I'm either going to go head first and just put the shit out of motherfuckers, <laughs> or I'm going to scratch the shit out of somebody. I was about to say something that I wasn't supposed to. Uh-oh. Oh, no. God, I don't know where that went from. Oh. All right. Let's, yeah. let's
0: wrap this up before we say something offensive. Are lion cancer
1: Are they felines? They're
0: felines. Tigers? Ye- felines. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Well, that, that,
0: that we know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we gotta go. I gotta go figure out what the fuck right. a fox is. This is so terrible. All right, tune in um next time when we do it in order. Surprise. <laughs> what? I'm just like. I'm like I was totally gonna be like we're we're recapping on season four episode twelve. I don't know the name of it because and I it's closed too the book. Far. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Anyways, this thank you again for listening. Before we go, however, we need to shout out um our our new our super fan, our new Neil, favorite you have a super fan? Yeah, Neil, you better step it up um because Amanda Rieger is super hitting it up she's so cute um she's very funny follow her on twitter at hot buttered rat she's so great um love her she's she's very funny um and we as a group love her very much as well
1: yes without embarrassing her she sent both of us independent messages of each other that were very very beautiful, and she very mentioned how much she likes us sweet. as people, yes. and how much she likes the podcast. Yes, and she's going to be a future guest, so I cannot wait to have her here.
0: Yes, it's going to be exciting. Um. So yeah, if you want to follow us, though, uh, we are at the namesake of the or not the namesake. I'm going to switch that back. Pretend like I didn't say anything. Um, whoo, taking it back. We the we swear on <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> was on this particular podcast that we didn't address when carrie which is wants
1: awesome. to tell aiden he's like you she cannot you cannot tell a secret to anyone he's like i swear and then she grabs her chanel she's like swear she, on chanel she's
0: like swear on chanel so ah we were like roll credits <laughs>
1: <laughs> At we swear on chanel on instagram and twitter yep i and couldn't help a podcast on facebook
0: yes or you can
1: email us at i couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com yes leave us a review Absolutely. Rate us. Talk yeah. to us independently. If you have thoughts that you want to share with us in an adult, respectful manner. Yes. Feel free to contact us. We always want to start that conversation.
0: hmm For sure. And remember, always, always wear after you con- have sex. And wear a condom. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's not stopping. It's not stopping.
1: It. Stop it.